My name is Sharon Kaysen. I was raised in Courthouse County in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I attended Seaboard Elementary School, Courthouse Elementary School, and graduated from Kellum High School in 1975. Thereafter, I attended Norfolk State University with a major in education. I married Angelo Kaysen, and from this union, eight children were born, four boys and four girls. I accepted Christ as my savior in 1977 and received the call to ministry in 1988. I furthered my education at Jameson School of Ministry, graduating in 1986 with a Bachelor of Arts degree in theology. I was granted an honorary, honorary Doctor of Divinity degree from International Christian University. I continued my education attending Tidewater Bible Way College, Providence Bible College and Seminary, and International Christian University. I also attended Rhema Correspondence Bible College with a concentration in biblical interpretation. In 1999, I opened the Center of Joy Bible College in association with International Christian University. Okay, so I think that's a pretty good uh, start before we get into the whole show because we just wanted to give kind of a snapshot okay. of your life and that was a lot of good information. So uh, we'll start the show. This is Shalone Kaysen with the Shalone Kaysen Show where we do biographies of all kinds of people from all over the world. And today we're interviewing my mother, getting her autobiography, uh, Sharon Kaysen. So let's go back to the beginning and get kind of some stories from the early life. Like uh, if you know your grandparents' names, your, of course, your mother and father's name, year you were born and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a repeat, but more details. Okay. Uh, I was born uh, April 17, 1957. Uh, my father was William McKinley Tyler and uh, my mother, Corrine Clock Tyler. Do you know uh, where they're from? Were they from the same area where you were born or were they from somewhere else? I'm not sure where they were from. And I'm not sure where my grandparents were from, um, James Clark and Eugene Clark. Um, but I do know that my grandfather was working for um, a landowner. Okay, that's it. I can't think of it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Uh, so, so you were born, and any kind of stories you remember from that early time before elementary school? Before elementary school, we lived on a farm. My father was a farmer. Uh, we picked corn, potatoes, strawberries, cucumbers, anything you can think of. Okay, and um, he brought a lot of baking baked goods home. So we kind of got um, addicted to sugar oh, real quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when he didn't bring the baked goods home, we made a sandwich of sugar. Ah. <laughs> and uh, I love uh, vegetables. I love fruit because he brought a lot of fruit home and a lot of vegetables home. And one day uh, we, we had some pigs and we had, I believe we had a, a, a cow. I'm not sure. But uh, when I was outside one day and we were playing around the house barefooted and uh, I stepped on some glass. Oh. And when I stepped on the glass, we never went to the hospital. Uh, my mom put some spider webs on it 
and oh, it, wow. it closed it right up. Wow. And to this day, I hate spiders. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, now uh, we can move forward a little bit. If you have any um, stories, important people or anything like that uh, from elementary. But you didn't mention your, um, before we move on, your, any siblings you had. You don't have to mention any names if you don't want. Uh, you could give numbers or anyone that really stood out as far as your siblings. Okay, I have uh, five sisters and four brothers. Uh, one uh, of my siblings died in infancy. And um, we were very close, very, very close. Um, very close to um, one of my sisters. We call her Cute. And she said her name was cute because she was cute as a baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm just very, we're just uh, a tight family. We make sure we support each other. And when someone's having something, an event or whatever, we support each other because we're a very, very tight family. Okay, that's great. So let's move on to elementary school. If there's any particular story you remember, if not, then we can... Keep moving on. We can move on. Okay. Uh, what about middle or high school? Any stories, people, events that stand out to you? When I went to middle school, we were we were bused from Courthouse Elementary to uh, we were bused from Seaboard Elementary to Courthouse Elementary. In Courthouse Elementary, we were one of the um, first uh, black students to be. Bust over there to now the you said house. middle, but then you said elementary. Did you mean middle, or was elementary and middle kind of together? Yes, it was like it was like fifth to seventh grade. I oh, okay. okay. So it's kind of like a, a middle school, but it was called elementary. Okay. So was this? Um, so you're saying you were some of the first black students. Was this um, in the uh, '60s, or uh, do you remember what year that would have been? I am not sure, but I went there when I was in fifth grade. Okay. So I'm not sure what year that was. But it could have was most likely after the ruling that they need to integrate the school. Yes. Okay. Okay. Was there anything you remember from that time period other than just being bused to a separate school? I remember um, I had a gym teacher. He was a man. And he told us to run the track. So we ran around the track two mm -hmm. or three times. And of course I got tired. So I stopped and I started walking. So when I started walking, he looked at me and he said, run. I said, run the track. So I said, I can't run anymore. So um, everybody got to stop running. And he said that I have to stay out there and run until he said, Stop. Oh, wow. So I stayed out there and I ran and I ran and I ran until he said stop. And then when I got to high school, which I didn't like running, but when I got to high school, I joined the track team. Oh, wow. So <laughs> that's interesting. He made a difference in my life, but I was really mad at him. Oh, all right. So um, now we're going to move on to high school. And you said you ran track there, but was there any people? Uh, any particular story, teachers, anything that stands out from that time frame of high school? In high school, I was put um, was very um, intelligent. So I was put in a honors English class. Okay. 
And uh, when I was put in there, I didn't want to commit to the work. So um, my guidance counselor said that that's where I needed to be because they were looking at sending me to uh, being able to go to Women Mary College. Oh. So she said, these are the courses you need to take if you're going to go to Women Mary College. So I did not want to commit to all of that work. So uh, I asked my mom to write a note so that I can get out of that class. Oh. Uh, I got out of the class, but I should have stayed in. Hmm. Wow. And that was the you, the big thing you remember from high school, anything else in particular? How did the um, track go? Did it? I ran the um, 50-yard dash. Okay. Um, I didn't win a lot of medals, but uh, I ran with the team and then uh, I just stopped. Um, but uh, I don't I don't remember a whole lot of things. Um, I met um, your father, Angelo Kaysen, and uh, how I met him, I met him in the ninth grade. And uh, we knew each other from elementary school, but since we had been bused to separate schools, I met him again at Kellum. And um, in the ninth grade, I was in uh, science class. And we were in the science class, and I had these two ponytails. And um, he began to pull my ponytail. So I threw a book at him. <laughs> and when I threw a book, of course, the teacher only saw me. Right. <laughs> and I was sent to the office mm. for throwing a book. But it was his fault. Right, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So um, that's pretty interesting about high school. Now, um, this was a period. Now, a lot of people um, in, at my age and some people younger, they would imagine that you would bring up a lot of information about maybe racial information. But I haven't heard any so far. Like, what to you, if any effect did um, kind of racial, I guess, relations have on you up to that point to high school? Some, not much, or you don't remember having it much of an effect? There was not um, a lot of animosity or hatred of anything. I had friends of all colors. Um, I, I had uh, some Filipino friends. I had uh, Caucasian friends. Uh, I was a friendly person. I never got into fights. I, I never tried to, you know, do what was wrong. I didn't skip school. I had a lot of friends. Okay. And I didn't join a lot of clubs, but I had a lot of uh, Caucasian friends because I was a friendly person. Oh, okay. So there was not a problem with me getting along with anybody and not uh, them getting along with me. Okay. All right. So we're going to have to take a quick second for an ad. And um, I wanted to talk about travel. If you like traveling, you can go on Airbnb and you can get a room for $40. You can get a whole house for $100. Uh, it's so much cheaper than going to a hotel. You don't have to worry about them not having a kitchen or a microwave or whatever. So you can get $40 on your for free for your next trip when you go to my link, which is shalonely.com slash travel. It'll also be in the description of this podcast. So get $40 for free, shalonely.com com slash travel and now we're going to get back to the interview so um after high school uh you went to college yes so um you can talk about that any particular stories anything that stood out um or family events anything that happened happening around that time i went to um Norfolk state university in 1975 majoring in uh education of course um 
And during one of my classes, I had to do um, a radio commercial. And when I did the radio commercial, uh, they thought maybe I should go in broadcasting, oh. but I didn't want to. So when they, uh, they gave us a, a huge manual, and when, they, when the teacher gave us this thick manual, we had to rewrite the manual in words that everybody could understand. Okay. And when we did this, I realized that I love to write. Oh. I love to write. So, um, and I worked on that manual and everybody in the class hated it. <laughs> but I was in that manual in the library, sitting at the, uh, you know, in the lunchroom and I drug this big old manual around with me like it was a Bible. Wow. I loved writing, and I rewrote that manual, and I did get an A-plus in that class. And while I was in Norfolk State, my um, grade point average was 4.0. Oh, that's great. That's amazing. Thank you. So were there any uh, family events or anything else during this time that you wanted to highlight before we move on to uh, post-college? Well, I married in 1977. Um, so you were still in college. I was still yeah. in college. Okay. Um, I had, at that point, I had two children. And um, I was pregnant with a third. So I kind of dropped out. Oh, okay. So I had three years uh, in North State University. And um, when I did go back to finish up, uh, after my kids had grown up a little, uh, what happened was is that the things were changed. Mm. So I began to have to take more courses yep. that I already took, but um, I had to do it over again. So um, I decided not to do that. Okay. So I changed my major to theology. At Norfolk State or somewhere else? Somewhere else, okay. Jameson School of Ministry. Okay, great. So now we're at the Jameson School and kind of any stories Teachers, anything stand out in that period when you're getting your theology? And this would have been a theology uh, associates, uh, bachelor's. What would it have been? It's a bachelor's arts in theology. Okay. Um, while I was in Jameson School of Ministry, uh, I was pregnant again. <laughs> and um, my professor was Dr. Howard O. Jameson. And while I was in his class, he asked if... Um, he began to tell us about the maps of the Bible and things like that. And he, the next class, he asked, who can give me a rundown of what we talked about in the last class? And, of course, I raised my hand and I said I could. And I began to tell him uh, everything he told us in the last class. And he told me, um, he said, and I was pregnant, he said, what are you carrying? I said, a boy. And... Um, he asked me what we were going to name the boy, and I said, Shalom. Oh, and that, was, oh, that's that me. was you. Oh, wow. And he <laughs> said, you are a teacher. And he said, that child is going to be a professor. And I graduated in 1986 with a Bachelor of Arts in Theology. Well, uh, just so everybody knows, I'm not a professor yet, but I mean, <laughs> who knows? Uh, who knows how far you can stretch the definition that's of right. professor? So we'll see what happens. Maybe his uh, prophecy will come true. That's right. Uh, so you graduated with your bachelor's in 1986. Any um, other things, like we're going to post-college, any particular story you wanted to? So this is would be kind of like post-college to, I guess, another 
mm -hmm. or 20 years that you wanted to highlight in that time frame from like 86 to maybe 96 or something? Yes, I, I continued my education at uh, Providence Theological Seminary. And while I was there, I was going for my master's degree. But while I was there, I sent an email to my professor from Jameson School of Ministry. And I sent an email to him. And I was almost ready to graduate from Providence. And he said that he wanted to grant me a Doctor of Divinity degree, an honorary okay. degree. So he said all I had to do was come up to Philadelphia and, um, you know, I had to buy the robe and whatever. And he wanted to give me that for the work that I had been doing in the church. Oh, wow. In the church, I was teaching in the church, uh, in the Bible school. I was also uh, teaching the elder, the seniors who could not read. I was teaching them to read. Oh, wow. um, I helped my granddad when I was younger. I would read the Bible to him. So I knew a lot of the Bible stories back and forth. Right. But, and I was used to working with seniors who could not read as well. So right, right. I began to teach them how to read. And not just teaching them how to read. I had a lot of things I was doing. I began to write Sunday school lessons because I love to write. I found out I love to write. Right. I began to write the Sunday school lesson for my church for the young children all the way up to the adult lesson. Wow. And I gave them, I just, I should have put all this in a book, but I didn't. Right. <laughs> I gave them the lesson for that Sunday. I wrote it Sunday after Sunday. I gave them the activity, hmm. the game that they should play, and I did all of that. So my professor said that he wanted to honor me with a Doctor of Divinity okay. degree. And he did. And that was in 2002. Oh, wow. That's great. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, post-doctorate, any particular... Well, before you, you read something off of here about a... And I kind of stopped you. You had your Bible college. Did you want to touch on that? Or since we're at kind of 2002 now, we can backtrack or we can just go forward. Did you want to talk about that at all? Or did you want to keep moving forward? Well, the Bible school, I started that in 99. Okay. And I was teaching the Bible from different church, from church to church. Uh, people would call me and ask me to come and teach, um, you know, the ministers and the leaders. Um, I did go to a church called Holy Temple, and Bishop uh, James Brinkley was the pastor there. And uh, most of my children, most of them grew up there at Holy Temple. But I was also asked to come to different churches to teach them how to grow their ministry, teach them how to evangelize. Oh, wow. So you um, weren't just teaching Bible. You're also teaching almost like uh, Christian marketing almost. Yes. And I was okay. also um, asked again to teach reading. Oh, so I taught reading and I was taught writing. Was it adults and children or was it mostly like the younger? The seniors. Um, oh, wow. It was the seniors wow. who could not read. That's great. And I taught reading and I taught writing. Some of them could not write. Hmm. So I taught that. Uh, one particular uh, instance I remember is that when I taught evangelism, we went out in the neighborhood and we went from door to door and we talked to people. Mm -hmm. You know, we took food to people. We, we evangelized. I showed them how to evangelize. After we evangelized, 
the next Sunday we went to church. When we went to church, yeah, of course we asked them to come, but right. you don't know if they're gonna come. Right. Who knows? So when we went to church and you know, and I was a little late getting there, so when I walked in the church, the church was full from the front to the back. Wow. There was no room in the church. And the Sunday before, how many people would you guesstimate were there the week before? I think the church held about um, 150 or so. And um, before that, uh, the choir stand was probably about 20 people. And um, we probably had... We probably had about 30, 40 wow. people. So, so it went from 40 or 60 with the choir to over 150. Yes. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Yes. From evangelism. Wow. Okay. So now we're kind of post-2002. Any um, So that kind of would bring us into a 10-year period up to the present. Any things you wanted to highlight from 2002 kind of until now? Any people, places, events? Stories that stand out uh, from that time frame, like 2002 until now. Okay. Like I said, I opened the Center of Joy Bible College, mm-hmm. uh, and it was in association with uh, International Christian University. That was from 1999 uh, all the way up to now. And in 2016, I changed the name because I went independent, okay. and I changed the name to Center of Joy School of Ministry. And Center of Joy School of Ministry... Um, People from all faiths will come just to learn the word. Um, I have a whole lot of pastors coming just to learn how to be a good leader. Okay. And um, deacons want to learn how to be a good deacon. And whatever topic it was, just Christian workers, you, you know, and of course, I continued to teach evangelism because it was so effective. And I began to teach uh, evangelism from church to church, showing people how to grow a church. And um, during that time, my husband and I uh, opened a church as well. And um, we opened that church. And afterwards, um, I pastored another church. And, and But mainly, I stuck with the school. Okay. So I'm now continuing teaching at the Center of Joy School of Ministry. All right. Great. So um, that was kind of a whole uh, life story. And um, I did, because I didn't want to miss anything, do you want to sprinkle any stories about uh that you have of any of your children in there any either achievements or stories fond stories you remember uh just if you want of course you don't have to (laughs) well like i said i had four boys and four girls and um they were all very um i don't know the word i should say but they um they loved school and um very hyper. That that okay. should be the word. <laughs> hyper. Very hyper. So uh, I was at school a lot. I was always at the school, and I was I was to school with so many times. I was to school with the boys because they were standing on the desk. Oh, wow. They were misbehaving. I don't think I was standing on the desk. No, you were not it, standing it on me. the desk. But <laughs> you I were. I had some problems too. You were. Um, bothering the other students because you were so hyper. So I asked your teacher if I could send a drawing book with you. And uh, I said, As, does he do all his work? And she said, yes. Uh, but when he finishes so fast, he bothers the other students. So I said, 
He needs something to do. And um, and I told her, you don't have to worry about him bothering students anymore. So I sent a, a drawing book. I sent extra pencils. I sent extra color pencils. And um, when we got home to keep you from, you know, learning how to keep still, I put you in the rocking chair. Now, this was this was first grade. I put you in a rocking chair with a book, and I kind of used a book as punishment. <laughs> I, I made. I don't know you... if I thought of it that way. No, that way. <laughs> it, it, it turned out to be great. Yeah. I I made you sit there and read the book for two minutes. Then the next day, you read for three minutes. Next day, four minutes until you could sit in your classroom without bothering people. Oh wow, that's great. So I had a lot of hyper children, and I. I was at school all the time, and when I walked in the door, oh, they knew this was Miss Kaysen coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, any uh, particular uh, achievements or different things that you are proud of or were excited about with any of your children that, that happened? Well, um, I'm proud of all of my children. Um, the graduations from... Uh, mainly um, from Kellum High School. And those that uh, did not graduate, they continue the education mm -hmm. and um, they uh, received the GED. And uh, so many, uh, so I'm just, and most of them went to college. Um, and I'm just proud of all of my children, whatever they decided to do. I, I believe all of them attended college. All of them, uh, my oldest, he went to art classes and um, the rest of them just continued to go in their passion and music and, um, you know, so many things that touched them. So I'm just proud of all of them. I, I can't just pick out any one particular thing. I'm right. just proud that they grew up, you know, to be um, a tight family as I was with my family. Okay. So whatever we have going on. Make sure we tell everybody, and they will be there to support. Uh, like I said, in high school, I had no problem with any nationality and any color. I had no problem with color, mm -hmm. and my children grew up the same way. Right. That's what I'm very, very proud about, that they grew up the same way that I was. And right now, if I haven't miscounted, I have 27 grandchildren wow, and one great grandbaby. Wow, that's great. And oh, that's awesome. So we're going to do a little uh, kind of recap of like a life lesson that we can learn based on like the virtues, you know, of, uh, you know, the classical virtues like prudence, justice, you know, fortitude, those different ones. Mm -hmm. But before we do that, we're going to have to have a little commercial. All right. So. Um, if you like cash, because everyone does, uh, you need to get the cash app. It's a great way to, let's say, for example, you go to a restaurant, you want to split the bill, you get the cash app, your friend gets a cash app, you can send them some money. If you like investing in cryptocurrency, you can buy Bitcoin on the cash app too. Right now, they're giving away $5 for free. All you have to do is use the link. That's shalonely.com slash cash, shalonely.com slash cash, and you can get the app and get $5 for free. So that's shalonely.com slash cash, and we're gonna continue with the show. So what kind of virtue can you think of 
a particular virtue that kind of goes like it's like a thread through your life that you can point to to say people should learn this good thing from my life or people should avoid this certain thing based on how a lot of um virtues i see is pride okay uh in a good way take pride in everything you do okay everything you do and be honest and love love people and people will love you back i love to sew so I began to do a lot of sewing. Mm -hmm. And there was um, a young family that was in the church. I had eight children and she had a lot of kids. So um, they would always say that my children were beautiful. I would stay up to midnight just to make a dress. And I had four girls. So I would make dresses, I would make shorts, I would make shirts. And I took pride in those mm -hmm. because I couldn't afford all of the good clothing, but I took pride in what I made right. and my children looked just as good as everybody else. So the young lady that I was friends with in the church, she had a lot of kids and her children were, you know, unkept and the hair was not combed and things like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I became friends with her, I began to go over her house. And I began to make clothes for her children. Okay. And I made clothes for the children in the church. And and uh, one particular Sunday, she told me that when she gets one baby ready, the other baby wets himself. Oh, wow. So I said, it's okay. Bring the baby. We're going to church. So we went to church. And when we got to church, uh, I took the baby in the back. I washed the baby up. I took clothes from my baby bag, put it on the baby, and I combed the baby hair. And this helped her to stay in the church, oh, wow. to continue to go to church because she felt like now she was not alone. So take pride, be honest, and love people. Wow. Be, be good to people, and it'll always come back to you. Oh, that's a great message. So thank you. Uh, thank you very much for giving us your autobiography. And um, so that was a great lesson that we learned. And we're going to kind of close out the show with that. So this is Shalone Kaysen with the Shalone Kaysen Show. And this podcast is available on YouTube. If you're there, you can subscribe. It's available on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search the Shalone Kaysen Show. Make sure you subscribe so you get regular updates. I don't know how many times I'll be uploading. I'm trying to do it daily, but who knows? Life gets crazy. So um, also, if you want to support uh, this podcast so that we can make more and interview more people like my mother here, you can go um, to shalonely.com support and you can donate. Uh, some money to help us keep this thing going or you can just keep listening subscribe leave a comment whatever you want to do and that's it for the Shalone Case and Show until next time keep learning from life bye bye